KF Cats News Radio WRBA. It is Friday Eve. We have a lot to deal with this afternoon. Uh, Jim Gilmore this morning essentially told all of us what morons we were. Am I right? I mean, well, we'll have to take a listen to uh, some of what uh, former Governor Gilmore had to say. Uh, Jim Gilmore has uh, staked out a position for some reason that boggles my mind, but it's it's like he is the top lobbyist for for Ukraine now. More money for Ukraine. More money for it. it, What what did he say? It was chicken feed. I think is how he described uh, what we have already sent to Ukraine. Ukraine, and he's and he's also attacking Tucker Carlson. You know, uh, Tucker Carlson traveled to Russia. He got an interview with uh, Vladimir Putin, and Tucker is being pulled apart. Uh, by all sides. Uh, he's, he's a tool of the Russians. Mm, I don't know. Uh, he, he, he's committing a, a terrible, terrible offense. He's a traitor to America. Why? Are we at war with Russia? I, I'm just curious, I, because I don't think we're supposed to be. And uh, then there's the other part. Uh, me, I'm sitting here going, well, that, that's a huge interview that he scored. And, and that would say to me, man, this is this is going to be an interview that I want to watch, I want to hear, I want to read. Uh, th- this is what real journalists do. Now, perhaps that's the problem, is that we are so used to the phonies, the hypocrites, the water carriers, the bum kissers, the bottom feeding slugs who inhabit so many legacy newsrooms at this point that we're simply not used to reporters reporting and journalists uh, committing acts of journalism. Maybe that's the problem. I haven't seen the interview. Have you seen it? Did Jim Gilmore see him? Because I don't think he did. But we'll talk about all of that as we head through the afternoon. My buddy Brian Maloney is going to be here at uh, 3.35. Very few people that I know have the uh, the experience, the insight, the gravitas that uh, Brian Maloney does when it comes to campaigns, when it comes to issues. And he is uh, going to be with us, as I believe you know, uh, every other week for a while as we get closer and closer to the uh, presidential election and the congressional election and state election, all the rest of that, uh, Senate election rather, we will have him on a weekly basis. But today is uh, is an every other weekday. We've got Tim Graham from a media research center who's dropping by. He's the big guy over there. He's got the the real lay of the land. As to Joe Biden chickening it out yet again on a Super Bowl interview. Now, look, these are, generally speaking, softball interviews. It's a great opportunity for a president who is, I don't know, conscious, coherent, able to string more than one or two words together to sit there and essentially get this gigantic fluff piece campaign commercial. But Joe Biden is so pathetic, so pathetic, that even his own staff says, man, we can't do that. Last year, their excuse was, well, it was Fox. He's not going to appear on Fox. You know, they're bad people at Fox. Mm -hmm. What's the excuse this year? Because this would be, I promise you, a complete and total slam dunk suck up sort of an opportunity 
and he is just so flipping out of it that they don't even want him to do this one. So uh, Tim Graham will be with us at 4.33. And then at uh, 5.33, my old buddy uh, Dr. Keith Apple is going to be here. We're going to talk about a brand new, well, I guess it's it's being treated almost as a textbook that's come out from the American Psychological Association, the American um, Psychiatric Association, which... Uh, well, lays out the way that uh, psychologists and psychiatrists allegedly are supposed to deal with people who are uh, experiencing some real delusions. And now it's it's all about, quote, affirming those delusions. So we'll, we'll talk with uh, the good Dr. Ablo at 533. A couple of little details here. Detail number one, don't ever, ever, ever forget, you can always pop in here. On the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, we love the folks at Chronic Care of Richmond. Uh, great people. Uh, Dr. Brian Snyder is lovely Brian Janine. And I just got a note earlier today, I guess they brought on a, another doctor onto the, the team. I haven't met him yet, but I'm going to uh, set up a time to head on over to Chronic Care of Richmond. Just sit down. It's been a while since I uh, was able to get over there and, and just have a cup of coffee and chat about stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll have to get those details set up. But... Chronic Care of Richmond uh, sponsors our text line, and that number is 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. It is always available to you. So again, the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140. Politics and pints. Nope. No tickets yet. We have the date. It's March the 20th, March the 20th at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. But no, the tickets have not gone on sale yet. Uh, I don't know why we do this. It, and you're right. It does seem like every time recently that we've done politics and pints, uh, the, the, the sale date for the tickets has just gotten closer and closer to the event. I don't know why. Again, I, I, I repeat this. Nobody believes me, but it's true. Nobody tells me anything. Have no idea. But I do know we have the date, so that's pretty cool, right? March the 20th, put it on your calendar right now. And I I make this solemn pledge to you, as soon as we have the tickets available, I, I will tell you to go and buy them. I, I will. Uh, it's important, by the way, that you get in there early, because those VIP packages, which are always just great fun, uh, they always sell out uh, just in a matter of, seems like a matter of uh, minutes these days. And uh, then finally, I've got a pair of tickets for ABBA, the ABBA Tribute Show. The ABBA Tribute Show is coming again to uh, Chesterfield After Hours down at the uh, River City Sportsplex in Chesterfield. And it's, it is great fun. It is as simple as that. It is great fun. Uh, Heidi has been, I think, twice now. And we've got all sorts of friends that have gone to see it. It's just a wonderful time. So all of that being said, uh, I want you to know I've got a pair of tickets for the great ABBA tribute show. I'm going to give them away to you at 5.20, all together now, ish. 5.20-ish. Eh, it might be 5.18, might be 5.22, but somewhere in that general vicinity of 5.20. So get here a little early, stay a little late, and you'll make sure that you have the opportunity to get those tickets. Uh, interesting comment here. Let me let me share this with you, uh, Robert on Facebook. If you're not watching the live cats, uh, you can simply go to the Jeff Cat Show over on Facebook. The Jeff Cat Show over on Facebook, and you can watch it all live. Uh, we've got a number of folks who join us every day. And then what's really neat 
I look at the number of people who are watching this live, and those numbers fluctuate. But then 24 hours later, I see how many times it's been viewed, which is different, obviously, than folks watching it live. And it's just incredible. A couple of thousand times each and every day. So I appreciate that. Uh, Robert says, Jeff, Governor Gilmore fails to build a strong case for Ukraine because he never mentions any meaningful data to back up his summations of American policy. The Russian economy is about the size of Italy's. It simply cannot support an invasion of Europe, much less anywhere else. True, Putin may be a threat, but he's only three feet tall. He can barely hold the Russian Federation together. I'd say that's a very good point. It's a very, very good point. And, and I would agree with you. I have yet to hear Jim Gilmore or any other of these uh, support Ukraine at all costs folks say anything other than, well, it's, uh, it's important. And if you don't support it, you're, you know, and then it's off to the name calling. Uh, a couple of uh, very good texts coming in again on the Chronic Care of Richmond text line 833-804-1140. Uh, 833-804-1140. Um, Jeff, if uh, Tucker Carlson is not a traitor on this issue, excuse me, it is definitely borderline. Uh, Calling our money chicken feed makes Jim Gilmore a traitor in my eyes. Wow. All right. Um, I'm a conservative and a patriot. With that, I'm more and more disappointed with Governor Jim Gilmore's politicking for an open checkbook to Ukraine. He always omits the uh, overt misappropriation of our funds going to the crooked Ukraine government. His comments uh, earlier today were total BS. Tucker Carlson is not a traitor. Uh, Jim Gilmore went over the top this morning. I'm very disappointed. That's what uh, Dave says. Jeff, this is John from New Kent, and uh, Jim Gilmore enraged me this morning when he called billions of our hard-earned dollars chicken feed when he empties his bucket of chicken feed for Ukraine, then maybe he can lecture the rest of us. That's the problem with politicians. They think our hard-earned dollars are chicken feed. Well, if you didn't hear that, I know that Jeremy's getting that together. Jerm, uh, when we get back, I'd love to uh, share that piece of audio because I thought that was a defining moment. And and I, I think that John from New Kent is right. The problem with so many politicians, be they currently in office or formerly in office, is they look at billions of American taxpayer dollars and think, "Eh, it's nothing. I got news for you. It's a lot. And we had to break our rear ends to make that money. And for God's sakes, Governor Gilmore and the rest of the crowd, who just cannot wait to put this stuff on pallets and ship it over to Ukraine, need to take a step back and understand just how hard Americans had to work to make that money. Ought to stay here in the United States of America. Ought to help out a couple of Americans for a change. I'm just saying. Uh, It is 314, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. How about the Good Feet store? Have you been? No, Joy, I want to ask you because we, as as people that wear microphones every day, (laughs) we can relate to this. Yeah, well, I can relate to it too. But I'm asking you, what about the Good Feet store? Have you been in there yet? Are you thinking to yourself, well, I know you've been talking about it for a while. A while? I I have been proudly talking about the Good Feet store, the difference they've made in my life for just about 20 years. I want you to go to the Good Feed store. They're in Short Pump right by Cabela's and Wegmans. And again, I want you to understand it's going to be a couple of minutes. There is no grab and go. And good Lord, that is exactly the difference. That's the defining difference between the Good Feed store where you're encountering America's art support experts and, I don't know, wherever else you think you might be able to just 
grab a pair of arch supports off the uh, the wall display and hope, fingers crossed, that they work. You go into the Goodfeet store, again, America's arch support experts. And you can explain to them, hey, I got some pain over here. I'm not doing this. I used to play basketball or I was a golfer. I can't do it anymore. And they're going to take you on, well, a learning experience. They're going to watch how you walk. They're going to take impressions and measurements. And uh, if, in fact, your arches are not properly supported, well, they're going to get you a custom fit, a personal fit on the arch supports. Then you take them for a test walk. And if you're like just about everybody, you're going to say, yeah, I will take them. Again, I've been dealing with them for 20 years. I love them. Short Pump, right by Cabela's and Wegmans. Other Good Feet store locations in Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina. Find the one nearest you online. Goodfeet.com. That's goodfeet.com. <laughs> Jeff Katz, News Radio WRV. It is Friday Eve. Brian Malone is going to be along in just a couple of moments. Great insight on political campaigns because he's run a whole slew of them. Tim Graham, the uh, head of the Media Research Center, he's going to be along at 433. We'll be talking with him about uh, another cop-out on the part of Joe Biden. He won't sit down for one of these Super Bowl interviews, which are like the easiest interviews for any president anywhere. It's just because he's delusional and demented. They're probably worried that he might uh, spill his pudding all over himself. And at 530, Dr. Keith Ablo, uh, talk a little bit about the uh, APA, the American Psychological Association, saying, oh, we got a textbook now for how you, quote, affirm people. Hmm. All right. Uh, this morning on my friend John Reed's program, uh, Jim Gilmore, who, as you know, used to be governor of the Commonwealth. He was the attorney general, right? He was an ambassador. And uh, he just doesn't think all that much of billions of your taxpayer dollars. Uh, Germ, you got it. Let's just hear cut number one, please. Americans just don't have the stamina to stay in a fight. And it appears that the financial commitment may be a little too much. And get some other people to pick up the tab to at least make it feel like we're not spending all of our money to finance a conflict on the other side of the planet. We got to actually get the facts out there. Uh, the money that we're proposing to send mm-hmm. to Ukraine is chicken feed. Hmm. It isn't any real money. Even yourself, just a few minutes ago, said, "Oh, we're going to spend all of our money, all of our money." The isolationists in this country are saying that kind of stuff. That is but the it's a lot of message. money. Hundreds of billions of dollars. Not, you you don't think so? Yeah, not for the safety of the Western world. Hmm. We already spend in defense much more than that. We always have. And as a result, the the international order and international peace is holding together because of American leadership. But right now, American leadership is in doubt. We're putting it in doubt over very little money. All right. Well, then I'll tell you what, Governor, Ambassador, whichever title you prefer, you whip out your freaking checkbook. You go get yourself a second job, and you can finance the Ukraine misadventure all you want. Stop spending my money. Stop spending my kids' money. Stop spending the hard-earned money from from actual Americans. It's enough already. It's nonsense. Oh, a couple of hundred billion dollars. You know, just chicken feed. That's the problem when they get to D.C. Any of these guys, I don't give a damn what uh, uh, Team Jersey they might happen to have on. $60 billion is chicken feed? $160 billion is chicken feed? Well, if it's chicken feed, maybe they shouldn't be taxing us so much to provide all that stinking 
chicken feed. All right, now he he also beat up on Tucker Carlson, didn't he? Let's hear that one. And by the way, look, I can't let let my time just slip away okay. without denouncing Tucker Carlson. Oh, you're not mad at him about this, are you? Well, I, yes, he's a traitor, of course, as oh. we know. And and what's going on right now is that he is interviewing Putin, so he's going to become the mouthpiece for Russian propaganda. And that's what he's doing. I'm pleased to see that the European Union is considering sanctioning Tucker Carlson. I think that point is I'm willing to vent on this. Yeah, uh, I, I hear that. Cannot, you simply cannot have a, a person who purports to be a, a conservative spokesman going over and carrying the water for the for a, a war criminal dictator who's trying to conquer another country by force. Even if he's a uh, journalist, you don't think that's legitimate to hear it out? No, and then no, you come you, on and, and rebut what Putin says. Mm, nonsense. All right. Uh, how about the third uh, little piece of uh, wisdom from Jim Gilmore? But maybe he'll ask about that. Look, well, and Putin's going to give some bullshit, excuse me, some baloney answer. Wow. Listen, you know what? I've had enough. Uh, there are certain times that I, I just don't have to pay attention, I suppose. And I maybe maybe this is becoming one of them. It's insane. It's nonsense. It's my freaking money. It's your money. Well, it's just chicken feed. And, 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 uh, and the EU is going to sanction them. Really? Last night, the EU said they're not going to sanction them. You know why? Right. Because it, it, it's, it's what you do when you're an actual journalist. You go and you interview people. You do actual reporting. But we have become so, um, I don't know, we've become immune to the actual practice of journalism for the most part. And so when somebody does it, uh, somebody gets upset. It's nonsense. 326, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 333, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Well, there's a shock, huh? Well, the special prosecutor has determined no charges for Joe Biden because, well, you know, his name is Joe Biden and he's a Democrat. What a crock of crap that is. Almost as big a crock of crap as was uh, delivered this morning by former governor, former ambassador Jim Gilmore, who referred to our tax dollars, billions and billions and billions of our tax dollars as chicken feed. Talk about out of touch. Talk about tone deaf, clueless, ridiculous, embarrassing, appalling. Now you pick a term. Let me just get to a couple of these. I got my buddy Brian Maloney. I know who's who's coming up in just a moment here. I don't want to keep him on hold, but uh, I've got to share some of the texts that have come in on the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140. This one is from 804. It says, Dear former Governor Gilmore, you are no longer relevant. How dare you tell me the $12,000 my wife and I paid in extra taxes the last two years is chicken feed how dare you tell me that the extra five hundred dollars a month i pay in extra taxes this year so that my wife and i don't get another five thousand dollar plus tax bill this year oh as a police officer i also have to work extra duty to pay our bills i say this with no respect intended shut up well, I, I don't think I can argue with uh, with any of that. It is absolutely absurd. It, 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 is, it is outrageous 
that he referred to billions of our tax dollars as chicken feed. What the hell, man? Clueless, oblivious, just ridiculous. All right, uh, my buddy Brian Maloney has uh, has been on the inside of campaigns and efforts and advancing the uh, the right causes for the right reasons, and he's one hell of a broadcaster, man. Uh, just uh, a multi-talented guy, and he has agreed to be with us every other week for, I don't know, a couple of months here, I guess, as we get closer and closer to the election, then it's going to be a weekly thing. And uh, I'm I'm just thrilled to welcome him, Brian. Thank you for being here. Hey, it's great to be back, Jeff. Thanks. Well, it's it's great to hear you again. G- give me uh, your sense. Uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Nikki Haley, who was one of the above, lost to none of the above by uh, two to one margin out in Nevada. Why is she still running? Well, I think because it's on the fantasy or the hope that the number one candidate is going to end up in prison, and that's what and that's what keeps her in there. As long as the donor class is still willing to, you know, to, to send money her way, she's yeah. still in the race. I think these things are about money a lot of the time. But I think also one point that's being missed about this, these Nevada results is I, I lived in Nevada for a couple of years. You did, you did too, yeah, right? You were absolutely. in Vegas for a while. Right. Yeah. So I was a radio host in, in Reno almost 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, and I, I will tell you that the one thing I liked about that, that in Nevada was that none of the above option on the ballot. Every state should have that option. Every single state. And I don't know of anyone else that does other than Nevada. They've had it since 1975, but none of the above. Um, Do you know how threatening that would be to so many incumbents all over the country if none of the above, none of these candidates is actually what it it says. None of these candidates. Um, What how amazing that could be if you had the ability to protest all of the candidates. Yep, that's right. That's right. That it would be. It would be a thing of beauty, Brian. It really would, uh, because those of us who look at these choices, let's face it. Many times we look at them and go, "Oh my gosh, here we go again. The lesser of two evils, or is it the evil of two lessons, yeah. or whatever?" But. But we, we've got, I guess, two options. We can go and hold our nose and vote, or we can stay at home and not vote. But that option of, sorry, none of these chuckleheads gets my vote. And you know, right. your phraseology is a little more professional. But I'm, I'm just telling you how I feel. Uh, God, that would be amazing. And, and it's exactly why you and I both know it'll never happen, right? Well, I think it's something that, you know, could potentially happen on a state-by-state basis, and I don't know what it would take to get that on the ballot in Virginia as, you know, as, as something that you could bring up. Um, but, I mean, imagine if your listeners were, you know, if people got motivated and uh, just a thought to put into people's yeah. minds. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, so you talked about the donor class, and I, I want everybody to fully understand, just just sort of um, play that out a little bit. Who do we really mean when we're talking about that donor class? I think we are talking about the top one-tenth of one percent of society in terms of wealth and income, where all of the money has flowed uh, because of the policies of Washington, the policies of the Federal Reserve, especially since 2008, the banking crisis, where all the money flows, the no-interest loans flow to them, 
so that they can buy huge apartment complexes, you know, that you and I would jump at the chance to with, with no interest. This is where the money, every time there's a crisis, our government throws trillions at these people. It's, you know, oh, here, get the economy going again. Well, what gets going is their wealth. And, you know, we have plenty of charts and graphs that prove they're getting richer. And then they turn around in return and fund the political class that keeps them all in power. So that's how this system works. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that are, they, these are Nikki's people, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and others. And, you know, when we lost, when we lost Rush, I mean, he was the one that really talked about this the most. Um, he was the one, and a lot of people would kind of be puzzled. Well, what's the donor class? But spend time around Washington. You have, I have. Mm-hmm. I've been in some of these events. I've been around some of these people, and it is a world that other people don't see, don't experience. And it is a, you know, these are the people that are calling the shots, and it really is a uniparty too. It really, it is a single party in Washington. And that's, oh my gosh, Brian. Uh, let me first of all remind everybody, Brian Maloney is joining us, and uh, Brian's background is just absolutely stellar. It's it's, it's only eclipsed by his, his brilliant analysis, uh, whether this happens uh, in the broadcast world or it happened uh, as uh, Brian was part of uh, campaigns and movements and, and really a mover and shaker in the world of talk Thank radio. You. And, well, listen, Brian, the other thing is this. Uh, it is clear to all that you and I both lived in the Silver State because we say Nevada, which is actually how it's pronounced. <laughs> and, uh, well, uh, on the east on the east coast, I get, you know, it's, uh, people say Nevada, and they wrong. say Oregon, or Oregon, <laughs> Oregon, or Oregon, or whatever. And uh, I just say, you know, I, I, I'm a Western guy. We say Oregon. Yeah. You know, like you're playing the organ. It's the same thing. It's not Oregon. It's not three syllables. It's just That's organ. Right. Two right. syllables. And That's Nevada. Right. Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you know. Let me ask you, though. You're, you, you know, you're, you're up in my other beloved Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And uh, I, I see that Maura Healy is, is at it yet again. So one of her old girlfriends, she's, just a, she's trying to appoint to the Supreme Judicial Court. I just saw the headline. Is that right? Well, and this is what's happening now. When you have these states now, like Massachusetts, that have become just, you know, complete tyrannies, um, that's what you have happen when you have no opposition media. You no longer have any opposition politicians, uh, and now it's just the party says what it wants. It's like the CCP in China or whatever. It does what it wants. And so she wants to appoint her uh, ex-girlfriend to the Supreme Judicial Court, and that's what happens, and, and that's the bottom line. So there, this, the same thing is going on. It's funny that we were just talking about Oregon, because the same thing is going on there. The Democrats now have, have passed a law that if their opponents miss 10 days of a legislative session, that they're tossed out. And the reason why the Republicans were missing 10 days was it was a way to, to avoid a quorum to stop passing bad laws. So when you have these single-party states, and you know, Jeff, thankfully, the Commonwealth of Virginia is still a two-party state. Uh, you know, I was worried for a while. I was worried about your state for a while, and you, and you gave us a lot of hope. So, you know, I, but it's going to, it's going to be a fight to keep that that way. Uh, because when you turn into an Oregon or a Massachusetts or some of these, or a California, um, at that point, I mean, it, it's a, it's a very, very scary, uh, ride to the bottom. It really is. 
because then you have politicians just ruling by edict, and that's and that's and that's what we've got. You mentioned the Uniparty, and there are a lot of us who look at uh, D.C. You know, I always refer to it as the cocktail party, because, you know, these guys get there. They get the special cufflinks. They've got the, uh, the lapel pin that gets them on uh, special elevators and the rest of it. And they like it, right? I mean, what's not to like? It's like the, um, uh, I don't know, the, uh, the Potomac air is, is sort of rarefied. But what about somebody like a... Bobby Kennedy. What what about him? Do you see him as a as a real outsider, and and does he have any chance whatsoever? Well, I think he is a real outsider, and I don't agree with him on very much in terms of issues. But I think he's an honest, upstanding man who has been willing to buck the system on some key issues, which has made him an outcast um, with the Washington set. They don't like him because he thinks for himself. But, you know, he's still, he is still a very liberal guy. I mean, he is still on the left. Anybody thinking otherwise is, is incorrect. So that's what's interesting. All it takes is deviating from the machine on one issue, uh, which is really all it is, one issue, and then you're, you're out. And, I mean, even if your name's Kennedy. So, but I think he's an honorable, decent man who uh, I think on the ballot, if he gets on enough in enough states because he's not on a lot of you know it's not clear how many states will have him on the ballot in november hopefully many but i think he does pull slightly more votes from biden than trump but we'll see it's kind of what i polling i've seen it's kind of an even split but it's an option that's nice to have it's nice to have a guy on there who uh i just think that uh you know I, i don't think he's working for any special interests you know i'm not going to agree with him on much but he's a decent person, and we're, that's in short supply. It uh, really is. Brian, I saw, I think it was yesterday, somebody uh, was positing uh, that there are discussions between uh, Bobby Kennedy and the Libertarian Party across America, which would ensure him considerably more ballot access. Well, if that's what they choose to do, you know, the usual 1% that they're getting in a presidential vote would probably increase to 13 to 15% overnight. So yeah. it'd be really smart to do that, whether his views, though, were at all in line with theirs. I mean, I guess it would be on issues like vaccines, maybe a couple of issues. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's something they could do. I mean, uh, I, it would, it, as far as from my perspective, I think they'd be smart to yeah. do that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a fascinating race. Uh, Brian Maloney joining us. Now, Brian is uh, in agreement. He's, he's agreed, rather, to uh, to join us every other week and offer some of this uh, insight based on years and years and years uh, of experience inside campaigns, inside uh, the media. Uh, talk radio, as always, and you know this, uh, it's always under attack. It's always being criticized. The latest attack now is leveled against Tucker Carlson, who's... I don't know if he's exactly talk radio, but he he considers himself a journalist. He traveled to Russia, scored some sort of an interview with Vladimir Putin, and now we're hearing uh, him described as a traitor. What are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, simply interviewing a foreign leader in itself is not an act of, it's not a, you know, does not make anyone a traitor. He's simply doing the job that the media won't do anymore. I mean, in the old days... Uh, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, whatever, they would have set someone to interview him, even whether we were at war or not. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they used to interview Saddam Hussein. You know, they, I mean, they would interview anybody. 
Uh, they would interview horrible dictators. I, I, I did Barbara Walters interview Edie Amin or something. You know, yeah, I mean, that's I, right. I, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. It didn't matter what. Oh, oh, I remember the uh, uh, baby Doc Duvalier, the dictator of Haiti, being interviewed. I think it was on NBC. They used to interview all the tyrants, yeah. uh, and and the media has just. They, all they do now is take the talking points that are fed to them by Washington and regurgitate them. So they're not doing so. He's he's making them look bad and they're furious because they don't want to do their jobs anymore. Uh, you know, going and interviewing anybody is an act of journalism and nothing more. I couldn't agree with you more. I, Muammar Gaddafi, remember there was a piece? Gaddafi, exactly, exactly. They were all interviewed. And it, yeah. you know, whether we were, even if we were at war or approaching war with these people, the network sent some, and these, these uh, dictators love the interviews because it was a chance to tell their, you know, side of the story. Right, so, and as twisted as it might be, but yeah. As twisted as it might be, you get their side of the story because yeah. it's interesting and it's journalism. And we don't have journalism anymore. More, we really don't. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. Hey, Brian, I want you to uh, share with people where they can keep in touch with you, follow you, look at what you're doing, social media. What is the best way? Yeah, on Facebook, Red Wave America. Red Wave okay. America. Yeah. All right, so we're going to share that, and uh, I'll say this in front of everybody, which hopefully will keep me honest. I owe you a phone call on a on, uh, just as a. Oh, as a of course, you're. Busy no. man, you're a no, no, busy no, no. man. Uh, do me a favor. This weekend, we'll make it work if that's okay. You, you bet, Jeff. I appreciate it very much. All right. Well, listen. A, a I pleasure. Appreciate you being here, and we're looking forward to chatting more. That is my friend Brian Maloney on Facebook. Sign up, follow Red Wave America. Red wave america yes i will share it on our social media platforms just to make it that much easier brian now he won't say but i'm going to say now that he's gone uh i'll say it again brian is a brilliant guy absolutely brilliant and he has been inside a million different campaigns he has done amazing things in the world of talk radio he is fearless and the fact that uh, he has agreed to be with us every couple of weeks and then step it up to every week the closer we get to the election you and i will be better for it i will leave it at that 350 jeff Katz, news radio wrva Four oh three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday Eve, and we've got a lot that uh, you and I need to talk about. Uh, I urge you each and every day to listen to my friend John Reed in the morning. Do I not? I sure do. And uh, I will tell you that uh, John on Thursdays, as he calls it, we call it uh, Friday Eve. Uh, he has former governor, former ambassador Jim Gilmore on. I, I don't know why. No, I don't. But, you know, I mean, they've known each other forever, and uh, I, I think it's usually a pretty interesting conversation. But i got to tell you something. Uh, the former governor, the former ambassador's comments this morning I thought were uh, appalling and insulting. They were insulting. That's what they were. They were insulting. Maybe you like Tucker Carlson. Maybe you hate Tucker Carlson. I don't really care. But I don't think he's a traitor. 
I think he's a guy who has taken to heart the the, the real principles of journalism. And maybe we're just all so shocked because, frankly, we don't see journalism much anymore. We don't see reporters doing actual reporting. Three quarters of the so-called reporters wind up as PR flacks for uh, for government agencies. You know, you think they're you really think they're going to do a lot of hard hitting investigation? I don't think so. I mean, it's just the reality of it. And and so Tucker Carlson says, "Hey." I have this platform, and he's got two, really. He's got the show on X, and he's got TuckerCarlson.com. He's going the way, in, in, in large part, the way that uh, Bill O'Reilly has done with BillOReilly.com. Right? There were some visionaries. Glenn Beck was the first one. True visionary in the world of broadcasting. Launches the blaze and the rest of it, and it's just off the races. And so he doesn't have to answer anybody, which is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Right? It's his operation. He's got Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire. You, you know the way this works. So Tucker Carlson says, I- I'm going to go. I'm going to interview people. This used to be de rigueur. I love saying that term because, you know, I'm going to be in France pretty soon. Uh, but uh, usual, regular. Dan Rather, Barbara Walters, all of these other talking heads. They were forever traveling to foreign nations, many of whom were at war with the United States, and they were interviewing the leaders. You can go down the list of, of, of dictators. Maybe you hate them. You should hate them. Baby Doc Duvalier, Papa Doc Duvalier, horrible human beings in Haiti. Guess what? There were interviews with them. Muammar Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein, there are interviews on television. Tucker Carlson does the same thing. He goes to see uh, Vladimir Putin. Oh, Vladimir Putin's a dirtbag. Maybe. In fact, yeah, I'm going to go along with you. Total Delta Bravo. Still the leader of a nation. Still an interesting interview, I would think. I haven't seen it yet. I, I, I cannot honestly, legitimately offer perspective on an event that I have not witnessed. Will Vladimir Putin tell the truth about things? I would seriously doubt it. He's a KGB guy. Will it be interesting? I think it probably will be. So so why then is former Governor Gilmore, former Ambassador Gilmore, trashing Tucker? I want you to take a listen. Again, this was this morning... On uh, John Reed's program, right here on News Radio WRVA. By the way, it starts at 6 a.m. I would urge you don't be late. Cut number seven. And by the way, look, I can't let, let my time just slip away okay. without denouncing Tucker Carlson. Oh, you're not mad at him about this, are you? Well, I, uh, yes, he's a traitor, of course, as oh. we know. And, and what's going on right now is that he is interviewing Putin, so he's going to become the mouthpiece for Russian propaganda. And that's what he's doing. I'm pleased to see that the European Union is considering sanctioning Tucker Carlson. I think that point is I'm willing to vent on this. Yeah, uh, I, I hear that. Cannot, you simply cannot have a, a person who purports to be a, a conservative spokesman going over and carrying the water for the for a, a war criminal dictator who's trying to conquer another country by force. Even if he's a uh, journalist, you, know, you don't think that's legitimate to hear it out? No, and then no, you come you, on and, and rebut what Putin says. 
No, I'll be busy that day, John. Sorry. Not interested. Not interested. How about cut number eight? But maybe he'll ask about that. Well, and Putin's going to give some bullshit, excuse me, some baloney answer. Hmm. How long has he been in public life? 60 years? There's just some, seriously, there's some things you learn throughout your time in public life. And obscenity is one of them. Profanity is one of them. You you learn you're not supposed to say those things. Now, maybe you are thinking it to your very core. And and I don't dispute him when he says uh, Vladimir Putin's going to give a complete and total Bolshevik answer. I agree with it. He absolutely will. But, my friend, you've spent 60 years in public life. You know better than to say that the way you said it. But here's the most insulting part of what happened this morning. This was Jim Gilmore talking about the billions and billions and billions of American tax payer dollars being sent to Ukraine for absolutely positively no legitimate explainable reason where has it gone how much has been stolen how much has been misappropriated why are we allowing our military to be without equipment and artillery so that somebody like I don't know Jim Gilmore can stand up and say well we got to send him more you guys are going to have to get a second job so you can pay more taxes so we can put that in uh, uh, Zelensky's other pocket. Because, you know, three pockets are all stuffed filled. You can't get any more money in there. So you, you're going to have to work a little bit harder to fill that fourth pocket. Uh, listen to what Jim Gilmore says about you and your hard work. Cut number six. Americans just don't have the stamina to stay in a fight. And it appears that the financial commitment may be a little too much and get some other people to pick up the tab to at least make it feel like we're not spending all of our money to finance a conflict on the other side of the planet? We've got to actually get the facts out there. Uh, the money that we're proposing to send mm-hmm. to Ukraine is chicken feed. Hmm. It isn't any real money. Even yourself just a few minutes ago said, oh, we're going to spend all of our money, all of our money. The isolationists in this country are saying that kind of stuff. That is but the it's Russian a lot of message. money. Hundreds of billions of dollars, not, you, you don't think so? Yeah, not for the safety of the Western world. Hmm. We okay. already spend in defense much more than that. We always have. And as a result, the, the international order, international peace is holding together because of American leadership. But right now, American leadership is in doubt. We're putting it in doubt over very little money. Yeah. Well... With all due respect, uh, former governor, former ambassador, you are out of your love, ever-loving mind. If you think that billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars being dumped into Ukraine is chicken feed. Do you think he would have used the term chicken feed if he had uh, not thought about it? Or would he have gone in the other direction, you know, like with that whole, uh, uh, I don't know, Bolshevik answer. The burn, you know, we might, well, he blurted out Bernie Sanders, and he, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, you know, CS, now that, that could be Colonel Sanders, right? Instead of chicken, it could be Colonel Sanders. Chicken feed. I have no idea what it is that Governor Gilmore does now except pop up on John's show on Thursdays. I really don't. I don't, I don't know if he has a day job. I, I don't know if he pays tax. I have no idea. 
But I can tell you this, for those of us who get up either in the morning or in the afternoon or late at night and go to work and earn money and pay taxes, that's not chicken feed. That's not inconsequential. Oh, it's not even real money. The hell it isn't. That's not only your money, that's your kid's money. You tell me what we have gotten now for, is it 14 months of sending billions of dollars to Ukraine? I mean, if you can tell me what it is, fantastic. I'd love to hear about it. You can text me if you want. Chronic Care of Richmond text line is always available to you. 833-804-1140. 833-804-1140. How can anybody think that this is a good idea? And we're leaving American troops, remember this now, American troops, members of the actual American military, without weaponry or ammunition because we've taken that and sent it over to Ukraine. And we don't know where the money is. Vladimir Putin talks a very, very good game. There's no question about that. And he is a deranged, dangerous guy as far as I'm concerned. But I do not see him as an immediate threat to the United States of America. And I, I would be curious to know, and who knows, maybe a, uh, a future President Trump will find out this answer. How come the folks in Europe are not ponying up some uh, euros for this? You know what they're putting in? They're putting in Colonel Sanders. That's what they're putting in. Meanwhile, you and I are working extra to pay for this crap. No, no, it is, it's just not cool with me. I'm sorry. I don't want innocent people to die. I mean, I can go down the list of all the things we're going to hear. But it is a huge amount of money. Huge amount of money. And what is oh, what is so galling is to hear Jim Gilmore downplay, insult, ridicule your efforts. You're the people who voted for him. Think about that. The very people who voted for Jim Gilmore are now the, the, the object of Jim Gilmore's derision and disdain and insult, and I'm sorry, it just flat-out stinks. It's 413, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. This ought to be the Jim Gilmore uh, theme song, don't you think? Anything goes? Just have those uh, American peasants work a few more days. You know, it's a big deal. Chicken feed, chicken feed, chicken feed. It's not real money. Wow. Goodness gracious. Just craziness. All right. Uh, a number of uh, very interesting uh, texts coming in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line. I thought I'm sharing with you. Jeff, after hearing Jim Gilmore this morning, I'm thinking he may be a card-carrying member of the Swamp. Or at least a propagandist for the military-industrial complex, I am terribly disappointed. Uh, Governor Gilmore is an elitist warmonger. And I'm a conservative. I voted for him. I actually attended his inauguration. Hmm. Um, blah, 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 blah. Biden found guilty. Uh, found that although he's completely guilty, he's just too old and incompetent to convict. Yeah, there's a lot in this special counsel report that I'm going to share with you. And it's painful for the Biden side because it talks about just how uh, demented he is. And I don't mean demented, like, oh, that's a crazy idea. I mean, like, dementia. Like a complete and total lack of memory. 
let's see. Let's see. Jeff, follow the money. Shame on former Governor Gilmore. I guess he must have chickens at home to feed. Oh, all right. Uh, Jeff, totally agree with you on Gilmore. He's a warmonger off the rails. Disgusting what he said about Tucker. That's from Vicky. Uh, Jeff, could it be that Jim Gilmore is joining the ranks of those who are redefining the English language? The word traitor would never come to mind in this situation. I can't recall getting a lot of information out of Putin since his invasion of Ukraine. Perhaps someone else might have had to uh, sit down and talk with them. It'll be interesting and someday might even be revered as one of the greatest acts of journalism of our time. It won't. No, I mean, I'm just going to give you that. It it won't. It won't because the uh, folks who control the industry of journalism will not allow that to happen, just like they they don't allow actual journalism uh, to take place. Yeah. Uh, The Biden documents special counsel apparently is also the judge and jury, a lot like former FBI director Jim Comey. Funny how the laws just don't apply to the Democrats. Guilty, but who will convict? It is good to be the king. That's true. That is absolutely true. Yeah. All right. A lot of things that we will continue dealing with, I promise you. Uh, Coming up in just a couple of moments, Tim Graham, who is the uh, the big boss over at Media Research Center. Uh, we'll, We'll talk about the real reasons, and I think many of them are cited in the special counsel report, as to why Joe Biden will not do the traditional softball, love fest, Uh, kumbaya super bowl interview i mean it is clearly clearly a dangerous time in the white house with a guy who can't even remember uh, which shoe to put on which foot wow 426 jeff katz news radio wrba 433 jeff katz news radio wrba so as i understand it then the explanation the explanation for Joe Biden holding on to the uh, papers, classified papers he was not entitled to have, was to bolster his campaign for president. Wow. It, it, it was to show that he was presidential. Listen, he's a buffoon. He's an evil buffoon. But he's, And when you dive into the special counsel report, oh my God. Gosh, how this guy can stand up is great. Clearly, he didn't read it. Clearly, if he did read it, he didn't understand what he read. But, you know, he's got the magic ticket, so it's uh, it's not even a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's a, hey, don't worry about a card. Tim Graham is the executive editor at uh, Media Research Center, Newsbusters. Uh, just really, really one of the best. And uh, he is following the... The upcoming non-appearance of Joe Biden during the Super Bowl, and I, I just wanted to pick his brain about that a little bit. Tim, thanks for being here. Thank you. Tell me, what is the real reason here? Last year, I think the White House was all over this. Oh, it's Fox. You know, we don't talk to Fox. They're not going to be fair. Uh, this was going to be the the easiest of softball questions, wasn't it? We would have presumed that he'd be questioned by, like, Gail King, who was literally a donor to Barack Obama, who vacations with the Obamas. Uh, so, you know, the last interview he did with CBS was Scott Pelley. I mean, it was a softball festival. So it's not because he was afraid of it. Now, remember, last year, Fox News was going around saying, well, we have this new little channel called Fox Soul, and you can be interviewed by actress Vivica A. Fox. 
She voted for you, and they still said no. That's right. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. Uh, it, it, it indicates to me, Tim, you tell me if I'm right on this, but he must be so flipping out of it that even for a 15-minute love fest, he they, they just got to keep him under wraps. Yeah, I mean, this is a... What was not in your ABC report there was, you know, conservative Twitter is all out there sharing this stuff from the Robert Hur report where it said Joe Biden couldn't remember when he was, which years he was vice president. Right. He couldn't recall which year his son Bo died. Things like this. John Carl didn't have any comments on that in that little newscast. You know, is he presidential timber or is he presidential timber? <laughs> Uh, it, it is it is one of the most fascinating reports, and the idea that uh, Biden and his side, and I will include ABC News in that, uh, are now using it to exonerate him, this just nails down how pathetic he is. And, and the special counsel says, hey, listen, even if we were to take it to trial, the jury's going to look at him, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially say, eh, it's like Mr. Magoo. He's just, uh, you know, a lovable old fool. Yeah, you can't prosecute him because he's just not mentally sharp at all. That's uh, is that how you get away with it now? I guess so. I guess so. You know, Tim, you guys do some great work over there, whether I'm looking at Newsbusters or all of the great stuff that comes out of MRC. Uh, just give everybody a little primer. I'm sure there are two or three people that are not aware of the work yet. Well, Media Research Center has been around since 1987. I've been here since 1989. I'm, about, I'm here at about 35-year anniversary. And uh, we, we document media bias, what, bias, what they say, bias by what they don't say. There's a lot of bias by omission. You know, when Democrats are in charge, there's a lot of stories they're going to decide not to do. So they're not going to do it when the president suggested, oh, I was talking the other year to mid-Iran after I was elected. Um, Mr. President, he died in 96. You know, they're not going to play those clips. You're not going to see them because the pro-Biden media won't show you the embarrassing Biden clips. They loved the embarrassing Trump clips, oh, hey. yeah. but they can't show these. No, I, and I guess, uh, you know, Joe Biden's like the, uh, uh, the, the the character in the movie. He, he sees dead people because he was talking to Helmut Kohl the other day, apparently. Right, and uh, Helmut Kohl, of course, was the, was the leader of Germany. He died in 2017, and he was like, yeah, I was talking to Helmut Kohl at the summit. And, and I don't know how you could, you could see somebody confusing Mitterrand with Macron. You can't confuse Helmut Kohl with Angela Merkel. <laughs> There's a, it's it's like two genders and and two different heights. Uh, yeah, that, that that would be a tough putt for sure. There's 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 no question about that. What's your sense of Tucker Carlson and uh, Vladimir Putin? Well, I, you you gotta wait until the interview comes out. That's oh, the first thing. Yes. yes, everybody's freaking out. You know, yeah, you got uh, you got Bill Crystal saying he he shouldn't be allowed back into the country. Adam Kinzinger is calling him a traitor. I haven't even seen anything yet. But here's what we know. Everybody probably remembers Putin was interviewed by Megyn Kelly when Megyn Kelly was at NBC. Barbara Walters interviewed Putin. Stephanopoulos interviewed Putin. Time Magazine interviewed Putin when they named him their person of the year in 2007. It's not like if you interview Putin, you're now disqualified from citizenship in the United States. Now, we'll see whether it's 
a serious interview or not? You know, is it like Dan Rather asking Saddam Hussein, say something in English? <laughs> well, but, you know, but, but Tim, that's part of this is that when you had other members of the legacy news media interviewing uh, Saddam Hussein and Muammar Gaddafi and uh, baby Doc Duvalier and the rest of them. Nobody said, oh, my God, they're traitors. They have to lose their citizenship. People said, OK, uh, it's interesting. It, it may very well confirm what we think, that they are despicable, vile dictators. But nobody said, oh, Dan Rather can't come back into the country. Exactly. And so this was really the, the, the test for, you know, if you're going to do an interview with an anti-American tyrant, you know, are you going to just sit there and let him say, you know, oh, um, Ayatollah Khomeini, um, tell us how America is the devil and deserves to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, right. pardon me, Imam. Mike Wallace had a question on 60 Minutes. He interviewed Ayatollah Khomeini. We still laugh about this, uh, where he was basically like, somebody called him crazy, and he said, not me, Imam, them. God. Appalling. Appalling. But there you go. Tim, is there any honest broker when it comes to what we refer to as the legacy news media? Do you see anybody in any of those places just trying to practice journalism at all? Well, I mean, it, it, you know, we would have said this a couple of years ago about Chris Wallace. Um, maybe not as much now, but mm-hmm. uh, Tim Rossert, Tim Rossert on occasion could be a pretty tough interviewer. Um, and, and this is the whole thing is it should be something that they're able to do. Uh, you know, but the problem is, yes, when you're interviewing a dictator of any stripe, they are not used to, to handling dissidents. So it's really kind of funny to see people, see a journalist who, who say they're about holding power accountable, knuckle under to these guys. And especially, again, yeah, when they're anti-American dictators and you're setting them up to trash America, yeah, I think we can be critical of that. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Not only can we, we, we need to be. Tim Graham is joining us, the uh, the executive editor over at the Newsbusters with Media Research Center, uh, director of media analysis there. What about, uh, I guess it was last Sunday, uh, J.D. Vance was on with uh, George Stephanopoulos, and Stephanopoulos threw one of his usual little hissy fits, and uh, J.D. Vance attempted to correct him, and, and of course, that was it. You know, he, he was dead to him. That was it. They were gone. Yeah, he said, go, we're, we're going to commercial now. I get, well, he basically said, oh, you just think Trump should, you know, never be prosecuted for anything. Fine. You know, it, he was trying to explain. It's like, I'm sorry, J.D. Vance went to Yale Law School, which, you know, Hillary Clinton went to Yale Law School. Bill Clinton went to Yale Law School. Uh, Stephanopoulos knows all this, yep. you know, but he's just a Democrat hack. No, the worst part of that interview for me personally mm-hmm. was Stephanopoulos saying, uh, hey, J.D. Vance, aren't you soft on Trump's sexual assault? And you're like, excuse me, Juanita Broderick, man. Maybe you should turn around and who did you know? Who did you defend? Which sexual assault guy did you defend? That's the guy you work for. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's just an embarrassment. Uh, do you think there is any hope long term, Tim? Uh, you know, I was chatting with uh, I think Bill O'Reilly not too long ago. We we're talking about this very issue. And you know, O'Reilly, whether you, you like him or you don't like him, he grew up uh, loving journalism, uh, seeing himself as a journalist, willing to ask questions, willing to do uh, whatever was necessary to get 
answers. And I think he looks at journalism in this day and age almost like there's there's a tombstone over it. Well, I mean, obviously some people are still reporting the news. It's just that it seems like the news is not the most important point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about messaging. The better word for it now is messaging and spin and narrative. You know, that they want a certain narrative. They want to tell a story. They want to make that, they want to compose that story to just be like, and President Biden came out today and he was glorious. I mean, you know, and it, <laughs> and it doesn't, yeah. I mean, they're not that bad. They saved that for Obama. But, uh, you know, this Joe Biden probably envious because Obama got that kind of coverage. And Biden just doesn't. No. Well, you know what? Even for Democrats, Joe Biden is unlikable, right? I mean, <laughs> just some things that do. He's no Obama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Obama has that uh, that whole aura. Tim, listen, man, we are uh, all here anyway. We are all fans uh, of the work you do, supporters of the work you do. Uh, I, I would urge you, please, keep doing it. I'd, I'd love to get you back, uh, as your schedule permits, to do a little more analysis on yet another crazy adventure in pseudo-journalism. You bet. Thanks. Thank you, my friend. That is Tim Graham. Uh, you will find great work at Newsbusters. Uh, I stop at Newsbusters, by the way. That's now my first stop each and every morning. It is filled with uh, great little snippets. And, you know, I share many of them here because I just think it's important. And the work that they do at uh, MRC, Media Research Center, is vital. Somebody somewhere has to hold the self-proclaimed real reporters and serious uh, journalists accountable. It really is that simple. And and the reality, I I hate to tell you this, but the reality is that uh, folks in those legacy news media ranks, you know, the national people, the ABCs, the CBS, the NBCs, uh, they are, they're just totally out of it. And I like what Tim said there. It's, it's, it's not really reporting anymore. It's messaging. And it's always messaging from the left for the left. It's 444, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 450, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Time for us to get a check of traffic for the MyInsuranceDoctor.com Traffic Center, official insurance of News Radio, WRVA. Forecast with the personal injury attorneys of Cravens and Old Weather Center for this evening of the overnight cloudy skies, overnight lows of 40. Tomorrow, that's TGI Friday. Uh, some clouds in the morning, sun in the afternoon, highs of 63. Right now, 54 in Richmond's News Weather and Traffic Station. News Radio WRVA. 451, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Couple of reminders for you, a little. Pieces of business, politics, and pints. No, no, no. We don't have any tickets yet. But we do have the dates. So that's not bad. I mean, I want you to put it on your calendar. March the 20th at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Okay? So put that on your calendar. And I I promise you, as sure as I am sitting here, whenever we get around to offering tickets for sale, you will be amongst the first to know. My promise to you. My suggestion to you is that when we announce the tickets have gone on sale, 
grab the VIP tickets because they go super fast and then everybody gets jealous. And so uh, just a suggestion. Now, Abbott tickets, the Abbott tribute band, which is just so much fun. They're going to be in Chesterfield again this year. I think it's the third year that Matt Krieger's brought them in. That's just, just how much fun they are. I do have a pair of tickets for you. It's going to be August the 10th that they're coming to town. So I'm going to give you a chance to win them. Uh, you'll you'll need to be listening again. I have to qualify five twenty ish. Spot me a couple of minutes either way. I'm I'm going to call it five twenty ish. That way I you know not really a liar about it. Doctor Keith Abla is going to be here at uh, five thirty three. Couple of updates on the uh, Special Olympics fundraiser. I I teamed up with uh, Sheriff Carl Leonard from Chesterfield County. We have raised now more than fifteen thousand dollars, which means we we will both be getting the Special Olympics logo tattooed on each of us, and we're going to do it live as a Facebook uh, broadcast, a Facebook stream. It's going to be out at um, Journeys and Tattoo Studio in Powhatan. Mike Ivey uh, is the guy doing it. So I just want to bring you up to speed. You don't have to call Special Olympics anymore because apparently the Special Olympics uh, switchboard, the the poor person answering the phones is like overloaded, just overwhelmed. We're working on the dates as we speak. Carl and I are coordinating calendars. I will be reaching out to Mike. And as soon as we get that together, and it should be very, very soon, by the way, uh, probably the next two weeks, I would say, uh, we'll let you know. And then you can watch and enjoy it as we get that uh, Special Olympics tattoo. My friends at the Friendship Circle have prevailed upon me to uh, bring back Julia's Jewels. A couple of years back, I, I asked people to please help Julia. And me, and kiddos like Julia, uh, by supporting the Friendship Circle. And they do this. It, it's a fundraiser. I'm not going to lie to you about it. It's a fundraiser. But it's very quick. It's, 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 I don't know, two weeks long, and then it wraps up. So I said, okay, okay. I'm put, I've put together the team again, Julia's Jewels. I want you to be on it. Now, everything, I mean everything, whether you're looking for the Special Olympics update or you're looking for more information on folks who were on the show, and my Julia's Jewels adventure for a Friendship Circle, it's all on social media. You will find it at The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. I would ask while you're there, please follow The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook so you know all about it. And on X, it's just Jeff Cat's Show. Jeff Cat Show. So. Joe Biden, I think, thinks that he's Bruce Willis. Don't you think so? That he's like in the sixth sense and it's his special skill to be able to uh, to talk to dead people? Because he has done it again. He talked the other day about speaking with uh, French President uh, Francois Mitterrand, which would have been great if he were alive, but he's dead. I guess it's even more impressive now that he's dead, but he claims that he spoke to him. Uh, yesterday, he was uh, telling donors in New York City that he had spoken about the January 6th riots at the Capitol with German Chancellor Helmut Kohl. Once again, that would be really, really impressive because uh, Helmut Kohl died in 2017. How you can confuse Helmut Kohl, who was a dude... And I think like 6'3", it was a big guy, with Angela Merkel, who is a, not a dude, she's a dudette, and uh, uh, short. Well, anyway, 
if you take a look, I, I'm going to post this now that I think about it. I'm going to post the uh, the special counsel report. It's painful to read. It really is. It's a painful sort of a thing to read. Uh, it talks about the slow, steady decline of Joe Biden. It is honest. And, 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 and make no mistake, the, the guy that did it, the special counsel, he's a Joe Biden guy. And even with all of that, he's telling the truth about Joe Biden's complete, total mental decline. How on earth can anyone anywhere say, oh, yeah, that's who we're going to vote for? I, I just I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, I've got a little more. I mean, we may revisit that Jim Gilmore debacle from this morning as well. Uh, it is 456, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Friday Eve. It is. It is absolutely Friday. I know, I know, some places it's Thursday, but man, Shepherds, does it not sound better to say Friday Eve? Dr. Keith Ablo is going to be along in uh, just 30 minutes from now. There's a new, it's a guide, sort of like a textbook coming out from the American Psychological Association, and I, I, I need I need Keith to uh, to offer some perspective on that. I'm uh, just sort of noodling around here on Facebook. First thing that comes up from the Goochland County Sheriff's Office, they're now hiring deputy sheriffs. They're having a uh, hiring event Friday, March the 15th at the Sheriff's Office. God, do I wish that I could go. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm old and decrepit. Nobody wants me. <laughs> pushing a patrol car around anymore. But, man, if I could, I would. So if you've been thinking about it, right? Well, maybe you're in law enforcement right now. You're in an ag- in a certain agency thinking, man, they don't support us. They don't give us what we need. Or you're just looking for a change of pace. Goochland is one of those areas. We've had so many Goochland County deputy sheriffs who have been the recipients of our Lieutenant Jam McTurn and Blue Friday Honor. And, and many have been there for a long time. As a man, as this county changed has the agency changed and grown and there's all sorts of specialty units now uh, and some folks have been there just a couple of years so they've always known goochland as as growing right i mean that's that's what's going on uh, whether you're talking about mannequin sabbath or centerville or any of it uh, my buddy jeff ottaviano is the uh what is he the prince of the the, the the prince of the gooch uh he's he's been out in goochland forever but uh, good good dude all right we got a lot of stuff we are dealing with i'm going to give you the quick update on politics and pints and it's a yes and no answer yes we have a date march the 20th at the historic beacon theater and hope well no we don't know when the tickets are going on sale i apologize but there you have it you know as much as i do and i can tell you i've got tickets for you for this great abba tribute show god it's phenomenal and it's coming back to uh, Chesterfield After Hours. My uh, my buddy there, Matt Krieger, who does all the After Hours stuff, including the stuff up here in Doswell, which is uh, just first rate. Heidi and I are essentially there the whole season. We just never, never miss it. But the Abbott Tribute Band, the cover band, I don't know what you call it. It's, it's a stage show. It's musicians. It's, it's, it's great fun. God, you're going to love it. If you can't get a smile out of that, then you got other issues you got to address. But that's... Um, opportunity for you to win those tickets at 520 this afternoon all right let me share with you uh, a couple of other things that have just sort of popped up san mateo county 
which is in the Bay Area out in San Francisco, uh, has now declared that loneliness, loneliness is a public health emergency. They have decided that about 45% of San Mateo County residents are lonely. And that's a public health emergency. In fact, they declared it a silent epidemic. What are you supposed to do about that? Maybe there are lonely people. You think it could be because the Bay Area, San Francisco and Oakland, are are so crime-riddled, so filthy, so uninviting, that nobody goes out to meet anybody else. Everybody is at home behind a whole slew of locks on their doors. Could that be it? Could it be, because uh, the Bay Area is reliably left-wing and uh, ultra-green, maybe it's because they've been told, oh, you can't charge your electric vehicle tonight, so they can't get out of their homes, so they're lonely. I, I, I don't necessarily want anybody to, to feel lonely, and there's a big difference. There is a distinction between lonely and alone. Me, personally, I love being alone. I really do. Oh, you have no idea. I love being alone. The less people around me, the happier I am in many cases. It doesn't, I was going to say it doesn't mean I'm antisocial, but I think actually by definition it means I'm antisocial. Social events, meeting people, very uncomfortable. It is something I have had to work on my entire life. And I'm always so, I'm tickled when people say to me, oh, you are, it's so easy for you to talk to people. Oh, no, no, it isn't. But thank you. Because I guess I've, I've been able to transcend that just a little bit. John Reed, as an example. John is comfortable, I believe, in every circumstance. It, 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 that's how I've always been hit by him. That he's you know just one of those naturally chatty, happy sort of a guy. Whatever the crowd is, he's there. Heidi loves him. I think she still loves him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, she loves him. And we just have very different sort of personalities. And, and a lot of people don't know, which I, I think is good. But I, I don't want you to be, quote, lonely. But I don't know how I cure that. I don't know how you cure that. Isn't that inherently something that only the person who, quote, feels lonely can address? You can be alone and not feel lonely. When I'm alone, I don't feel lonely. I don't feel like, oh, my gosh, if only somebody would come in here and uh, violate the, uh, the silence that I'm enjoying. Oh, please, come, come in and uh, just ask me some stupid question. That would be great. So I, I don't have a problem being alone. But how can that be a public health emergency? Where's the emergency part of this? Are, are people saying, oh, I, I'm, I'm lonely, so now I'm going to go out and commit a crime? Because there doesn't seem to be any result from any of this. Right? Doesn't that have to be some... It, it has to cause something, right? It's like causation and you know all that sort of... I, I just don't see it here. The, the report also says that San Mateo County has a large share of older residents, many of whom became especially isolated during the the pandemic. Well, no kidding. It wasn't me that did that. You did that. 
People ages 65 and up make up more than 18% of the San Mateo County population. All right. Well, you know, in some cases, I hate to say it, but it's true. People die. You're an older person, your, your, your husband or your wife has passed away. You probably do feel lonely, but once again, I don't understand how it's a public health emergency, and I do not understand how the county is supposed to address it and cure it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, there you have it. There you have it. I I don't know. Uh, last night, uh, heard about the, the death of a musician. I don't know if you were ever familiar with Mojo Nixon. God, I loved Mojo Nixon, and he, he did great work with a guy named Skid Roper. And I was a total Mojo Nixon fan for years. And I hadn't heard from him in a while. Well, heard from him. I hadn't heard of him in a while. And Heidi said, I guess it was last night. She said, oh, my God, you know, Mojo Nixon died. No. Yeah. He was on this, this cruise. It was a music cruise. And what's really bizarre, we have three friends on that music cruise as we speak. And Mojo Nixon had apparently had, he'd had lunch. He was there on this cruise ship with, with just a thousand fans. Everybody loves him. Has lunch, goes back to his cabin. He's going to take a nap before he does a show. And, uh, you know, he the whole Kenny Rogers gambler thing, man. He, he passed away in his sleep. So just the way it is. But you just, you start looking at ages and you start realizing, oh, wow, I, I really loved his music or i always listened to him or i always and then think wow this is it's, it's just coming up too soon you know what i mean all right let me uh give you a couple of other little things to uh, just sort of muse over shall we start with david muir who is the the news reader for abc national news cut number one we turn next tonight here to the border crisis and senate republicans tonight have now killed the bipartisan bill in the senate that contain many of the Republicans' own demands. $650 million to build and reinforce miles of fencing, more patrols, and a complete shutdown of the border when the number of migrants exceeds 5,000. Donald Trump had pressured Republicans not to agree to this bipartisan solution with the presidential race and election nearing. That pressure has worked. Oh, is that right? Is that what happened? Oh, okay, the mean, evil, nasty Donald Trump did all this. Look, sport, I don't know how to break it to you. This deal was a disaster, and it was a deal cooked up behind closed doors by the worst of the worst on both sides of the aisle. Because they're not in any way obligated to the American people, if you ask them. They are beholden to certain special interest groups. You've got the uh, Chamber of Commerce crowd that wants nothing more than cheap labor, and they love cheap labor that they can abuse and exploit. And on the other side, uh, you've got the... The uber leftists, the schmuck Schumer types who are saying, hey, these are going to be our voters. We're going to get them signed up as soon as they cross the border. Boom. There you go. Democrats forever will always be in control. And Republicans, in many cases up there in D.C., are such pathetic weasels and total cowards afraid of their own shadow that uh, they were, oh, okay, well, yeah, we'll cut back the illegals to 5,000 a day. Oh, what a fantastic plan that is. That's great. Is there going to be a debate? Take a listen to cut number five. Oh, Donald Trump will turn into debate you right now. Do you accept? <laughs> 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 I said that on radio. 
Thanks, guys. Immediately. Yes. Mm -hmm. Will you debate him? Why him? I want to debate me too. <laughs> no kidding. He was walking out of yet another uh, little convenience thing. I think it was a, a fast food joint. He's got a milkshake in his hand. This is the only place you can find him now. With the, the ice cream or the milkshake photos. Completely and totally delusional. Has no idea even where he is anymore. And the special counsel report, counsel of her, I, I got to tell you, I got to you got to take a look at this. The Democrats are trying to tell you that it is a complete and total exoneration. Well, this is great. It shows that uh, 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 he, you know, the guy playing the part of the president, he didn't do anything wrong. No, it doesn't. It, it goes down the list of the things he did do wrong and the things that are clearly criminal. If you want them to be criminal, I mean, you're, you're, you're persecuting Donald Trump over these things. And he was actually president when this happened. So he's got the total get-out-of-jail-free card. But you're going down the whole list, and then you say, but he's so addle-minded, he doesn't know when he was vice president, doesn't know when his son died, and as we've seen on multiple occasions, he doesn't even know where his son died, unless he does know, and he's just lying about it. And then you factor in that in just the last week, he has done the Bruce Willis sixth sense thing and spoken with not one, but two dead leaders. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I feel totally confident, confident with him at the helm. It's 515, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. I look out into your eyes out there when I look out into your faces you know what I see I see a little bit of Elvis in each and every one of you out there let me tell you well, all right once again man I can just sit and listen to Mojo Nixon all day long uh, Mojo Nixon passed away he's like 66 I am at the point when people are dying in their in their 50s I'm totally freaked out 60s, I'm still, well, well but, but, but it's getting closer and closer. You know what I mean? Uh, quick update on the, uh, the whole electric vehicle mandate. You know, the Virginia Democrats are they're crazy people, and uh, they have ordered you, ordered me, to buy electric vehicles after a certain date. And in fact, they've taken steps to outlaw the sale of any non-electric vehicle here in the Commonwealth because we are now, thanks to the Virginia Democrats, tied to standards imposed on California by a non-elected California state board. There were two measures that were advanced. One in the House of Delegates. Uh, no, I'm sorry, both of them in the House of Delegates. Both of them in the House of Delegates. One would have repealed the mandate. The other one would have postponed the mandate until consumer preference and the actual market caught up. They were both killed by Virginia Democrats. Party line vote. They are determined to hurt as many Virginians as possible. It's, it, it is absolutely, positively shameful. A couple of highlights from uh, Special Counsel Robert Hur's report. Quote, our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. Biden retained materials documenting his opposition to the troop surge, including a classified handwritten memo he sent to President Obama over the 2009 Thanksgiving holiday and related marked classified documents. FBI agents recovered these materials from Mr. Biden's Delaware garage. 
Evidence supports the inter- the uh, the inference rather that when Mr. Biden said in 2017 he had just found all the classified stuff downstairs, he was referring to the same marked classified documents about Afghanistan that FBI agents found in his Delaware garage. It goes on and on and on. He knew better. He should have known better. The report also says, look, the guy's out of his mind. It is uh, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Five thirty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday Eve, and it's beautiful. It really is. Uh, tomorrow and the next day and the next day, we are going to be tickling seventy degrees. I, I will take that. Oh, and enjoy it. That's what I'm going to do. I I got a note here. Uh, regarding the American Psychological Association and a brand new textbook on psychiatric care. It is called Gender Affirming Psychiatric Care. And apparently the American Psychological Association is pushing this to uh, practitioners, I guess psychologists, psychiatrists, anybody, uh, licensed clinical social worker probably going to be forced to look at this. And to me, it's horrifying, but what do I know? I'll tell you who does know is Dr. Keith Ablo. He, he's a friend. He's a great friend to the show. He is, he's world-renowned. He's, he's sought after on a regular basis, and I'm so happy to say he joins us weekly. Uh, Brother Ablo, good afternoon, sir. Uh, good afternoon. You're, you're brazen to say Brother Ablo, <laughs> as if that's my, my – you, you don't want to ask me my pronouns? <laughs> I'm going to venture a guess, and I'm I'm thinking I'm going to come pretty close to the mark on this one, Keith. There you go. Yeah, now you got you got to give me some uh, some feedback here. The APA is is apparently pu- oh they published gender affirming psychiatric care, and take a listen to what they said, and then I just want to hear what your thoughts are. They assert, and I'm quoting here. Psychiatry and psychology have perpetuated the oppression of transgender youths whose depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and suicidality are due to the stress of living in a cis, heteronormative society. And then they go on to express how these individuals, quote, lack access to quality care because of cisgender people in power End quote. Ah, well, the American Psychological Association, much like the American Psychiatric Association, has gone insane. Okay, Mm. that's the catch-22 about our times, Jeff, is that the arbiters, the people who were responsible or helpful to some extent in directing people back to reality have, have become infected by the same delusional thinking that afflicts the people who are most troubled. So you have these woke associations that can't wake up at all and smell the coffee. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen, I I swear I love my friends. I love my kids. (laughs) Maybe someday I'll have grandkids. Uh, There's no stigma, okay? If somebody came to me, one of them, and said, I'm a CIA agent, Right, And I didn't think so. 
I'd say we're going to see a psychiatrist with some sense. And if they came home and said, I'm the opposite gender, I'm not judging, I'm not stigmatizing, I have precisely the same reaction. Oh, my God, my friend, my kid, my grandkid, whatever it would be, is delusional, psychotic. It's not the truth, but we've lost sight of the truth, and we accept delusions, fantasy, or worse, as fact. Can anyone in this day and age, Keith, can anyone practice psychiatry or psychology or, again, I'm going to include the uh, the social workers, the professional counselor. I mean, there's a whole slew of people that operate in this arena. Can any of them actually be honest or is the APA and, and I would say licensing board as well just taking away that uh, that reality check? They will take your ticket. They'll cancel your ticket. You can't offer care to someone who is believing himself to be a girl, a woman, uh, and say, uh, no, uh, what I'm going to try to do is convince you otherwise. That's called having a malpractice case and being liable to lose your license. There are states that are outlawing it, literally making it against the law to do that with criminal penalties. Oh or civil penalties for telling the truth. Now, let me tell a little bit of truth. Please. I've had folks come to me who say that they are of the other gender, not mm-hmm. the one that their anatomy or chromosomes would dictate. I haven't lost one of them. I haven't had one of them have surgery to transition. Why? Because there's always a reason. There are always elements of their life stories that when addressed and deciphered and made less confusing, mm-hmm. lead them to slowly, aban- slowly, very often slowly, abandon that horrible path that they were thinking of going down. Now, why is that? Why would I be a hundred for? Why would I be a hundred percent? Why I was no good at even little league in Marblehead. Believe me, I was like I, the tryouts were fine because I wasn't nervous. I got drafted first. I bat zero for the season. Okay, so like my batting average is known to be underwhelming in many situations. Right, right. I'm just committed to getting to the truth, and I love people, so I don't want young women or young men to go in for surgery that's irreversible and ruin their lives if I can help it. I've heard so much uh, about uh, what, what was termed uh, conversion therapy. Is and, and I think California and some other places, as have you said, have, have outlawed that. To me, and again, I'm, I'm sort of a civilian sitting out here. I may have uh, thumbed through the DSM here and there, but uh, wouldn't it... I, Again, I would just want every tool in my toolbox. If somebody came to me and said, I think I'm this, or I think I'm that, or I- I'm sure I'm this, uh, but I'm, if they're coming to you in the first place, obviously, there's a question, right? Well, vote with your feet. If you're an adult yeah. and you go to a psychiatrist or psychologist and the psychiatrist or psychologist says, look, here's my vision of it. I really think that I could challenge your supposition about who you are and, and what you think your appetites are, um, because I think we can delve into this and get to the bottom of it. Um, well, you might not want to pay me to do that. That's right. 
right? Or, you, you, you know, you could, you could pick somebody else. But the idea that we're going to dictate that things are illegal or that you can't approach them, listen, sexual preference and, and focus uh, is not immutable. I mean, think about, and Ben Carson has said the same thing, if that were the case, why would it be that men who find themselves in prison, some number of them, believe themselves to be attracted to other men. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's, that's interesting, because when they get out of prison, they're not. Yeah. So what was it about the environment, right. no right. available females, for instance, led them to behave that way? I'm not saying we should be converting anybody. What I'm saying is if someone came to me and said, I'm uncomfortable with it, mm-hmm. I don't want this. Okay, well, let's talk about it. What happened? What life experiences have you had? I'm not here to be a taskmaster over anyone's intentions unless they're going to hurt other people. But if you want my expertise to become the person you wish to be, why should I be restrained? That's right. That's right. Is is it all about the political agenda? Because as I went uh, searching on uh, on the web about this, Keith, and let me remind everybody, Dr. Keith Ablo is joining us. Uh, brilliant, brilliant man, and KeithAbloh.com is always the best way to uh, to look at what he's doing. He's always involved in a lot of stuff, KeithAbloh.com. But as I went looking at this gender-affirming psych- psychiatric care, brand-new textbook from the APA, uh, I did see a handful of uh, professionals, uh, some of them have written an open letter to the APA, uh, saying you are prioritizing politics over the proper practice uh, that our our clients, our patients, our friends, our family members are due. Is, is that what this is all about, politics? It's about woke politics. It's about the fact that these organizations have always been vulnerable to political pressures. The um, number of diagnoses, the way in which they're categorized, has always reflected social pressures. Uh, very often it reflects in- industry pressures. Uh, you wouldn't have a book published by the American Psychiatric Association with over 300 disorders with names like, you know, binge eating disorder, mm-hmm. which is like eating more than you want a couple times a year, right? Like, it's crazy. The symptoms are, are everybody. Why? Why would that be? Well, because there's some pharma company out there that's going to say this medicine works for that disorder, and here's the code from the APA handbook so you can get some insurance money if you diagnose this and prescribe our medicine. It's all wired. It's an inside baseball game, and there you go, baseball against bringing yeah. back bad memories for me. But it, <laughs> it, it really is. You can't rely. You get to be, The last place, by the way, to bring your child who says, I am a girl when he is a boy or I am a boy when she is a girl is to a psychiatrist or a children's hospital whose philosophy you do not know because you will quickly find out that they wish to sever your parental rights. If you object to the delusion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they want you out of the picture and they'll go for it. They'll call the department of social services while you're, like getting some water from the fountain if they still have bubblers in places like that. I don't think they do. But, you know, 
literally they are primed to exclude parents from their kids, sever that bond and say, we'll take over from here. Thank you. Let's get the plastic surgeon, get the endocrinologist, let Joey be Josephine and we'll all be happy. No, we won't. Okay. And I'd be, I'd be beating the path up to, you know, the mountains in, in, in a Chevy suburban as fast as I could to some, you know, mountaintop residence where nobody could find us. Yeah. Joey yeah. would be Joey. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Uh, Dr. Keith Ablo is joining us. I, I, I love uh, having you on, Keith, for any number of reasons, not the least of which you are in my, my other favorite Commonwealth. And, and it just seems every time I, I look at the news uh, back in New England, there's, there's another crazy Massachusetts story. So correct me if I'm wrong, Maura Healy, who is the current governor, she's in the corner office there in the Commonwealth, she just appointed, or she's trying to appoint, one of her ex-girlfriends to the Supreme Judicial Court, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, why would that bother anybody? <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't that shouldn't be considered to be any kind of you know shenanigans or or, right. or nepotism yep. at all. Well, we're in Massachusetts. We're in Ma- just like Biden with the documents. You can't prosecute Biden for like disclosing these these confidential documents he took with him from the White House because they're saying, well, he, he has memory problems. Well, wait a second. He's president of the United States. We should probably address that then. If, if he's not competent to, to <laughs> stand trial on that, I don't think he's competent to have his finger on the nuclear trigger. You know, it's just me. But, um, well, but you're using rational thought, Jeff, which you're, you're, you're prone to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> People have come to rely on you for it, oh, but oh. Uh, but that's not in vogue. No. It, the idea that you would say a girl is a girl because she has XX chromosomes and anatomy of a female uh, is associated with the idea that you would say, well, wait a second. If the president can't be prosecuted because a jury would never convict based on his dementia, he can't be president. But, but you'd be said to be like some sort of primitive what are you doing? Why are you saying that, Jeff? I, Keith, I are you go, a hater? I know. I got to pick <laughs> my knuckles up off the ground. They're dragging. I guess I'll uh, again from there. Oh, again, Keith. I appreciate you being our brother, KeithAblo.com. KeithAblo.com. Please go and take a look at what Keith is addressing. I've got a pair of tickets for ABBA, and I listen. They're coming to Chesterfield. It's always a great show. This ABBA tribute band. Would you like them? How about caller number seven? Lucky caller number seven. Eight three three eight zero four eleven forty. Eight three three eight zero four eleven forty. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. <laughs> I got a big cleanup on Isle Julia. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's, that's the uh, the first order of business in just a couple of moments. But uh, take care of that. Get Julia some dinner. And then uh, I got a class I got to get to online. But I, I do believe I'll be listening to a uh, little Mojo Nixon in the background. Oh, a uh, couple of things I want to remind you about. If you miss part of this program, like today, goodness gracious, we have Brian Maloney on, uh, Tim Graham, Dr. Keith Ablo, yesterday Todd Starnes. Uh, you just go to NewsRadioWRBA.com, NewsRadioWRBA.com, and you can listen. That's all. I heard John's on the road again, right? He's going, I don't know, he's going somewhere tomorrow. Lexington, that's it, Washington and Lee. Is it still Washington and Lee, or is it just Washington? Or is it just going to be and? It'll just be the ampersand, right? Well, you got to get rid of both of those names, Washington and Lee. 
So it'll just be the uh, the univer the University of Ampersand. That'll be great, right? University of Ampersand. It sounds it sounds almost European, doesn't it? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This woke stuff is killing this country. We're erasing our history, which means that history can be repeated, and that includes the bad stuff. There's a reason you're supposed to remember history. And it's not so that you can just relive all of the nice things that happened. It's so that you don't forget the bad stuff that happened. Dumbest move I've ever seen on the part of LeVar Stoney. And Lord knows there's eight years of dumb things he's done. Tearing down the monuments. Taking them to the wastewater uh, treatment facility. Why? Why would you do that? What has that accomplished? What has that accomplished? I mean, are, are, are the schools better now? I haven't looked at the scores, but uh, you tell me. Are they better? More kids in the seventh grade able to count? Because the last time we had the seventh grade SOL inside of Richmond Public Schools, not a single solitary seventh grader was at grade level. None. Zero. That's, that's LeVar Stoney at work. That's that goofball in the edge shed. Has he ever been in a classroom, by the way? The, the current superintendent? I mean, I, anyway. How about the potholes? Did, did you melt down the, the statues and fill the potholes? Because you've got potholes now the size of, of small nations. How about uh, the tax bills that are screwed up six ways to Sunday? How about the redevelopment? How LeVar Stoney was able to screw that up is beyond me. I mean, it was a Tom Farrell plan. Tom Farrell was like the kingmaker, the rainmaker, the, the, the everything in Richmond. And LeVar Stoney was able to take a Tom Farrell plan and screw it up. Do you, that's his one accomplishment during his eight years as mayor. That's the only thing that is, quote, notable. He lost not one, but two casino referendums. I mean, this guy has like the reverse Midas touch. Everything he touches turns to the to, to crap. But he should be governor. Just ask him. Just ask him. I mean, it's not like there's great choices on that side of the aisle. You got him and you got the crazy uh, Abigail Spamberger. You, you want a clue as to how bad the Commonwealth will become if, in fact, either one of them sits in the uh, governor's office? Take a look at the bat, crap, crazy legislation that Virginia Democrats have been proposing in the House of Delegates and the State Senate. It's it's just mind-blowing. It's bad is what it is. All right, tomorrow is, in fact, Friday. A couple of things will happen. You know, I'll be wearing red. Remember, everyone deployed. If you think about it, wear red tomorrow. Show your support for the troops. If you've got a Peppa Pig hat, put it on. I know I'll be wearing mine because nothing says Friday like a little dose of Peppa Pig. Have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WIPA.